Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us C.T. McAllister, personal stylist of AK Ricks and a member of an up-and-coming band, the American Hotel System. And I, I say up-and-coming, you just opened for Bon Jovi, didn't you? We did. It was back in April of 2021. Uh doesn't feel like it was that long ago, but yeah, it's kind of crazy. Man, that sounds awesome. So, hey, so pleased to have you on the show. I'm happy to be here. So can you really just um, expand a bit more on, on that introduction? Let's know a bit more about, you know, what you do and the kind of people that you, that you serve. Yeah, well, I, so I'm a personal stylist at a wonderful store called AK Ricks, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, and I, so personal stylist sounds kind of, might sound kind of like a little weird to some, but basically what I do is, uh, I work with people, um, uh, to help them essentially create a brand or to create their personality in clothing, uh, whether that's getting them, uh, like if they are a brand, if they're an influencer or business person or a politician, um, or if it's just somebody who's like, I want to feel this way when I wear my clothes, help me create that. Um, that's what I do um, during the day. Um, and then uh, all my other time is spent, uh, I'm a musician in the American hotel system. As you said, I play guitar and uh, we are, I guess you could call us a, like a, uh, a showcase band, if you will. So we're a band that writes original music. We record and play live. Uh, yeah, that's a little snapshot, I think. Nice. Love that. So the way um, that's set up, it's there's been an awful lot of sort of hurdles that you've you've gone through being a personal stylist in the fashion industry, being you know, a guitarist for a band and getting to the level that you are right now. That takes quite a journey. So can you expand a bit more about, you know, what kind of journey, what the journey has been like for you as you come across these these sort of hurdles? Well, I will say, I think um, both fashion and music are kind of tied together for me. I, from a very young age, uh, I started playing music when I was 13. And um, what really got me excited about music was my favorite band, AFI. And um, that was the first band that I really like honed in on and loved everything they did. And Uh, It was the first time I really noticed what people were wearing and how that worked in tandem with the music Mm. they played. And, um, and I just was, I was enamored by it. I wanted to be the lead vocalist and, 
Um, of course, that went through all of my high school of trying to figure out my fashion and who I was. I did a lot of things that I'm not ashamed of. I wore a lot of clothes that were really weird. Uh, I wouldn't wear them today, but you got to do that to find yourself. And, um, you know, through that time, I was wearing all different styles of clothes. I was playing in all different kinds of bands. And of course, when you're young, the first hurdle that you face that I faced was um, for one, you have no idea how to do it. Like you mm -hmm. think it's just, oh, I'm going to go out and play music or, you know, whatever. Uh, but I, I got people together. We played music. We'd play at the local bars. Uh, but the biggest hurdle was we were teenagers and nobody was dedicated to anything because we were all, we were all in that same young mindset where it's like, I have no idea what I'm doing with my life. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. Or of course, you know, mm. we'd show up to band practice and somebody wouldn't be there because their girlfriend wanted to hang out or uh, they got grounded or like, you know, we were kids. So that was a, that was a hurdle. Sure. Um, all the things that come with that. Um, and then of course, after that, it's the older we got, the more adult our hurdles got. But I think the the biggest one I ever faced was just like the question of how do I turn this into a career? Um, I remember in school, um, they're always trying, like teachers and everyone, they're always getting you to think about what do you want to do? What do you want to go to college for? And I remember just wanting to play music and not knowing how to make that a career because it wasn't like something you could go to college for unless you wanted to be a teacher or like a Juilliard, like Ivy League musician. So with, with that, was did you feel at that point, did you have the support of everyone around you? Or did you feel that you had the the um, the comments of, ah, oh, you can't do that. Not many people make it. Where What was your environment like? Well, I... I had very supportive parents. Um, they were like really excited that I wanted to play music and they were very supportive of like, you know, if, if that's what you want to do, go out and do it. You can do anything you want. Um, I'm a millennial. So of course, like we're the generation of our parents saying you're super special and you can be whatever you want, do whatever you want. Um, which on one hand was really great because I actually believed I could do it. Uh, but on the other hand, you know, my parents and their generation, they didn't know how to do that stuff either because their generation didn't do that stuff. That's why they told us all the time, go out and do that. Uh, so I had very supportive family. Um, of course, like all my friends were like, you know, whatever, that's like not a real job. And of course, teachers and uh, other adults in my life would, you know, they'd say like, well, that's not music's not a real job. Like you can't go out and do that. You know, what do you, mm. Like, what do you, what's your real job going to be? Um, and so, yeah, so there was a lot of support familially, but the big question was just like how to do it. And I didn't really have anybody who could answer that, even the people who were supportive. So what did it, what did it take? So was it just going out and doing it? Was it, did you find people to learn from and understand what they've been through? How did you overcome that? Well, I, um, I did. I played in a lot of bands um, and anyone will tell you that the first thing you got to do is you got to go out and you just got to play. You got to write music. You got to play, get in front of audiences. But 
there is more to it than that, uh, which I figured out in my early 20s. I was in a band and um, there was four of us and we literally, we said yes to every show possible. Uh, we had a good set of songs and we would go out and we'd play anywhere we could. Um, a lot of shows sucked because they were just terrible venues or poorly put together uh -huh. because we said yes to everything and we had no vetting process. But we went out and we played and I learned very quickly that there's a lot of stuff that you, you need to know um, business-wise to make it happen. Like for one, I... I didn't know anything about graphic design and I tried to learn that because you got to be able to have a presence on social media and you got to be able to have graphics and visuals for all of your stuff you're releasing. Um, and I didn't know how to do any of that. And I also didn't know how to publish music onto the internet, onto Spotify or iTunes or whatever. And uh, so those are just a couple of examples of, I didn't know that business side. And then, you know, do I need to have an LLC? How do I get an LLC? And then of course, you know, getting into the relationship of the four of us that were in that group, there was also like the big question of like, we need money to survive, mm -hmm. uh, to pay our rent, to get our, you know, do all of our living. But then of course, everything in the band costs money too. We got to upkeep our gear. We've got to pay for studio time. We have to pay for gas to get to all these shows that we accepted that we probably couldn't uh, logically or logistically do. Uh, so a lot of those like real um, adult, like real life stuff, we I just had no experience with. And the other guys in the band were all younger than me and they didn't have, they had less experience than I did. Mm. Um, so we just thought, you know, we go out there, we play a bunch, we do every, you know, play everything we can and sink all of our money into it and go broke. Um, and, you know, somebody will hear us and, you know, we'll get signed and make it big just like that. It'll be great. Um, that was a lesson I learned uh, over the course of probably, I think we were together for like three years and uh, just slowly, we just fell apart where people would, you know, we had members leave because they wanted to pursue other careers because they were like, I want to make good money or, um, mm. you know, they weren't as passionate about the music. So they were like, yeah, this was just a free time thing, but now I've got a job or I'm, I'm going to get married or whatever. Um, so it was learned a lot of priority and learned that there's a lot of business side stuff that I really don't know that you've got to know. Um, and that band kind of went kaput because there was a lot of stuff we just didn't do. So so yeah. you got so I'm I'm turning this into we'll call a band your business. So that business yeah. went bust. It didn't work out. So you then got to launch another business. And yeah, this is what a lot of you know, whether it's agency owners, um, consultants, business owners can understand. It's like, yeah, my first few companies, they failed. I ran them yeah. to the ground. Same story as what you're saying, without a process, without understanding the logistics of it. It's you're learning the lessons on the fly, which can be which can be cool, but it can be dangerous. So when did it change for you? Well, I think, so it was actually like 2020 when, um, so 2019, that band I was in, um, 
2019, we, we, we released a couple songs. We really tried to do it as good as possible. We went through a, a expensive studio. Um, we played a couple shows in honor of a couple singles that we released. We did a couple music videos. Like we were putting everything we had into it. And uh, then we had a couple members leave. And one of the, me and the remaining member, um, were thinking about, you know, getting, getting engaged to our girlfriends at the time. And, uh, the other guy, he had moved to the other side of the state. And then we were like, ah, we can make this work. And it just like, we just didn't have the time because Mm -hmm. we were across the state from each other. And then beginning of 2020, uh, when COVID started and the pandemic hit and everything shut down, um, we had nothing like we didn't have a foundation to keep us alive through that. And so it just like, we lost all relevance Mm. as a group. Um, and it just, just stopped existing. And it was sometime last or that, uh, it was in 2020. I think the end of, you know, fall of 2020 was when he and I talked and we were just kind of like, Hey, this is, this is done. Right. Um, but at that time, uh, in 2019, early 2019, I had started, uh, when I felt like that band was kind of falling apart. Um, I started just, like I said, I'm going to try out like session musician and just like play with anybody who needs it be a hired gun. Mm. Uh, so I was, I played in a country band for a while. I played in like this, um, this pop band for a bit. Uh, it was just, you know, just a hired gun. And then that's how I met, uh, my, my friend Jacob, the singer of the American hotel system. Um, we actually worked in coffee together and he told me about this band. And I, I said, Hey, I'm, I'm a hired gun. I can play guitar if you ever need guitar. And he said, well, actually our guitarist just moved out of state. So we actually do need someone. So all of 2019, I was playing with them and Somewhere along the line, I stopped being a session musician and they just accepted me as one of their own. And so in 2020, when my other band had just gone away and been non-existent, um, it didn't really matter to me because there was this thing that I had, the American Hotel System, that I connected with, that I felt good about, that we, I mean, we put out an EP during the shutdown that we recorded completely from our own homes. Um, so we were like, we were doing it. And yeah. um, the benefit of that was Jacob, the, he's like the brainchild of, or American Hotel System is his brainchild, I guess. Um, he has studied the business. He's, he knows the music industry. He does the design. He knows marketing and social, like he knows all that stuff. So um, I, I am able to work with my strengths in that group. And so that I made it beautiful. just, you just said yeah. that you, you came across, it's like all the things that you didn't have was, was taken care of playing yeah. to your strengths. Again, it's pure business. Yeah. You can, you, you can have your, your zone of genius. You can focus on the creativity that you bring the area that you excel yeah. at. Um, that must've been so freeing. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was really cool. I mean, of course this, like that 
the shutdown of 2020 was for me creatively, it was a, a big change because there was this project that I, I had started that was my baby and, um, and it was fizzling out and I had to, I had to let it go. Um, which there was some, you know, it was bittersweet, but letting that go was so easy, uh, in retrospect because I had this amazing thing, uh, with Jacob and the American hotel system that I, I just was like, you know what, this is okay. Um, and I had to, I had to work through and process it a little bit, but mm. it was realizing like, you know, letting this thing end and really going full force into this new thing was exactly like, that's what life is about where you, um, you have to change, you have to grow. Sometimes you have to let things end. I mean, it's just like a relationship, like, you know, you might've dated for two years and had a really great time. But at some point, if you realize that you're going in two different directions or it's just not working or you're better at being friends, like it's okay to let that end. Yeah. Something, even, not, even though it might hurt fighting, right. You know? Yeah. So it was, it was very much a transitional period for me, but it was so good because I moved into a space that I really could use my strengths love that yeah. that's awesome so let's fast forward to today so what is it like with the relationship with with band members we talk a lot with um working with teams on this podcast with business owners yeah so working with obviously you've got your your band members are your team the audience are in a sense your clients so the relationship with the team members is that plain sailing what kind of challenges do, do you guys have well, yeah, I mean, I think um, personally, a challenge that I had when I first joined and a, a challenge that I, I still struggle with, with the group is, um, so the other four members, uh, they all went to college together. Mm -hmm. uh, the band actually started in college before I was in it. And, um, and they, all, they all went to school for music. So they all have music degrees. Mm -hmm. uh, I do not. I didn't go to college. I'm the guy that uh, I was the punk kid who, you know, taught taught himself guitar and just YouTube, and that was that was how he learned. Uh, and they all are like they have bachelor's degrees in music, and um, you know, I uh, I feel that challenge a lot when we're like working on new music or writing music. Um, you know, I'll hear because there's three guitarists. I'm one of three guitarists. And so I'll hear something that uh, Samuel, one of our other guitarists does, and I'll be like, man, like I suck. I, I don't, I don't have any idea what to play. Like he's, you know, and I'll feel that sometimes where I'm like, man, I'm just, I, I'm not worthy to be mm -hmm. in this place. Yeah. Um, so that's a challenge I face, but of course I think a, a growing pain that we all have had is um, we're all multi-instrumentalists. And so Early on, um, you know, there was some bumps in the road with like um, being very attached to the the thing that you do. Um, you know, I know I I felt it with, um, you know, not wanting not wanting to use what something what somebody else wrote because, you know, I this is my instrument. I'm gonna write my own part or. Um, I know there was another instance where, um, 
the bassist Jocko and I, like I'm a bassist, like that was my first instrument. And so I, I like on a whim recorded a bass track on one of our songs and just texted him. And I was like, Hey, I know you're busy. I laid down a track on the bass and he was kind of, kind of biffed and like, man, I can't believe that you would like write my bass part, you know? Uh, which of course we've worked, we've worked that out. We've worked through it. And now it's like, uh, most of the time we have very collaborative experience now because mm -hmm. we've worked through that. We've like, we've broken down the walls and uh, a, a conversation we've had a lot is like, this isn't about like any of us singularly. Um, you know, when, when I get up on stage or when I go into the studio, the thing that we're working on, it's not going to be released as this is a new song by CT McAllister it's it's not it's a song by the american hotel system and when we go on stage you know people aren't there and they're like oh gosh it's it's ct like that's awesome it's like no that's that's the american hotel system on stage and we've really tried to get this mindset where it's like you know if if i can do this better than someone else can let's use that resource or if they mm. can do this and it's going to really add to the song let's do that. Like, let's not have any emotions attached to that. Let's make this song as good as it can be, or let's make this performance as good as it can be. Uh, which, you know, I've been in the band for uh, almost four years and it's, you know, we've grown a lot over those four years, but we really, we're really in a good place where it's like, it's collaborative and we see each other's strengths. Mm -hmm. um, we're working on a, we're about to go into the studio right now and preparing our demos. We've had a lot of that where it's like, you know, Jocko, our bassist was like, Hey, why don't you just lay down a, an idea for the demo for this song? And then I'll use your idea and like add on to it. And, you know, like using those strengths to really make it what it's supposed to be. Love that. Nice. Yeah, it's, um, it's so, great. I mean, logically that sounds so simple to better do that but we're all humans with emotions so i guess those those emotions those thoughts the, the challenges still pop up right yeah i uh well it's i mean back to the relationship idea being in a band is like being in a relationship with four people <laughs> at the same time uh -huh. um so it's it's like it's like the five of us are married and you know, we all have our own, we all have our own issues. We all have our own personal lives. We all, uh, we all have our own thoughts and feelings and, um, you know, touchy subjects and stuff like that. Mm. And so it's not always perfect. Um, you know, there have been, there have been times where, you know, we'll like, we'll be writing a song or we'll be working on something and, you know, it'll be, it'll be like, Hey, let's try this. And somebody else is like, no, I hate that. And I'm not doing it. Like we've had those moments where people are just either, they're just not in the right mood. Or mm. I know myself, I back to that idea that I I'm an uneducated musician. Um, there are times where I'm just like, you know, I, I don't feel like I'm good enough. So it's like, that holds me back. And that, that can sometimes come out as like, um, you know, snippy anger, because it's like, um, I obviously 
the root of it is I just don't feel like I'm good enough to be in this place with these other great musicians, mm. but it can come out like, you know, I'm, I know what I'm doing. I'm better than that. Like, you don't have to tell me what to do, or I don't want to use your part. I'll come up with something better or, you know, so there, it can come out like arrogance, even though really what it is, is it's actually insecurity. Um, and that, that crops yeah. up in all of us, I think sometimes just because we're people mm -hmm. absolutely and this with your personal styling with the band we were chatting offline it's all about relationships this is all yeah. about relationships um yeah so with the the similarity and the way it this has come across i think yeah with your personal stylist with the band is it even possible how do i even go about doing this is it a real job i think you've you've squashed those beliefs by proving, Hey, here is how it, it is possible. <laughs> here is what I'm, yeah. I'm living proof, living two of these lives simultaneously. Um, that's a beautiful thing to do. Yeah. I think, I think the, the best example, I, I know I've talked about music a lot, so I'll, I'll use my, my styling, uh, story. Um, it felt so impossible. I remember, distinctly when I, I was probably, this was probably like maybe seven or eight years ago. Um, I was a barista at the time and I was a career barista. I did it for seven years. And um, I remember someone asked me, they said, Hey, if you, if you didn't do what you do, if you could do anything in the world, um, you know, what would it be? And I said, you know, I think it'd be really cool to be a celebrity stylist. Um, you know, in, an, in another life, in another universe, another, you know, dimension, whatever. Because um, I was like, that's, that's a thing, but that's not a real thing. Like, that's just a thing that happens in Hollywood. It doesn't happen. Uh, then, you know, fast forward to, um, to 2021. And I, you know, I was recently, um, I got married in 2020. So in 2021, uh, we had been married for uh, about a year. And, um, I was, I probably left in a year. I was, I was working for a men's warehouse. The reason I was working there is, um, I needed health insurance because uh, I couldn't get health insurance from, uh, the place I was at and, you know, very like realistic, like life thing. I was like, I, I gotta get health insurance. I'm married. I want to take care of my wife. Um, didn't like, not for me. I got it for her. Um, so I was working at men's warehouse and I discovered that I really enjoyed the, the styling and getting to know people and helping them dress for the, for their events, for their life and giving their personality to what they wear. I really enjoyed that. Uh, but mm -hmm. I hated how corporate and how retail it was. Um, so the thing that I went through was I was like, okay, I think, styling could be possible. I think personal stylists could be achievable. Um, I just have no idea how to do it. And so I had the idea of starting my own business, uh, which of course, some of the hurdle was, yeah, but health insurance. Um, I'd like to be able to get that through a job and not pay for it uh, just outright. Um, and then of course, I live in West Michigan. So where are my clientele? Uh, I don't know who in the world is going to pay for these services. 
especially if I want to make a living wage. Uh, so I started asking questions and that was how I got to AK Ricks. I had been to an event there and I met some of the Silas there and the power of social media. I went on Instagram and I just texted, you know, I sent a message to a couple of the stylists. And I said, Hey, would you be interested in having a phone call and just talking about what you do about the industry? Here's what I want to do. And I I'm trying to pick some people's brains to really figure out if this is possible. Mm. And I went, I talked to Jordan um, and he's an amazing uh, now friend of mine. And in that conversation, he said, so tell me about what you want to do. And so I, we talked and we talked for like an hour. I told him all I wanted to do and why I want to do it. And he, at the end of the phone call, he said, he said, you know, what's, what's missing from what you want to do is, you know, you have all the fuel for the fire, but you don't have an engine. Uh, and it'll be really hard to build one from the ground up. I think you should just work here because AK Ricks has an engine and you can just put the fuel in and go, you know? Mm. Um, and so he just like, you should work here. And so you were actually looking for a job. And, you, you, you were literally looking to start your own, see, see what's possible. And by talking yeah. to the right people, these opportunities just kind of, just kind of yeah. fell in. Same Which, story as your band. Looking at that, this the similarities. Yeah. I love this. The way things kind of drop in. Yeah. It's beautiful. And it's really just the power of um, asking questions. Um, you know, I love the saying that there are, there are no stupid questions um, because there's not. You know, um, I the the fact that I took the time to ask this person. You know, hey, can I talk to you about what you do and can can I pick your brain? that led to him saying you should work here and um same thing with with the music was i i just asked a question and it led to where i where i needed um but it really was like you know instead of just saying how do i do this i want to do this it's a great thing how do i do this and then go on about my life like I actually did something different and went out and started asking the right people questions and mm. um, I got into it and yeah, it's been amazing. Love that. Hey, CT, that's, it's fantastic to hear your, your story, what you've been through, how you've been able to go through that journey. Um, thank you so much for your time today. It's been great. Yeah. I've really enjoyed talking. Super. Um, if people want to um, learn more about you, um, your stylist or your band, where can we point them towards? Yeah, well, uh, my personal page, which you'll see some band stuff, some styling stuff is on Instagram. That's the best place at life in the underscore CT. Um, the band, the best place to follow along is at the American Hotel System on Instagram. We're also on Facebook, Spotify, uh, iTunes, any streaming service, pick your favorite and follow. Um, and then you can also find me at akricks.com under the stylist tab and you can make appointments there or you can just reach out on Instagram. And uh, yeah, that's, that's that. Super stuff. Well, again, thanks for sharing. It's been, I've really enjoyed this. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. I've enjoyed being on. Hey, you're welcome. 
Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is. And we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah. So please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.